It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. Yo, what up, folks? Welcome in. It is the Friday edition Hardwood Handicappers. And, of course, Kelly Bidlin alongside as uh, I guess he is now every day. This is the dealio. We get a new podcast schedule. That means Kelly's going to be here every single day. Uh, this week, our schedules have been tight. Look, it's March Madness. I'm going to tournaments around town. Kelly's got DMV appointments. <laughs> I've got kids. It's, it's going to be all over the place, but we got a good show on tap today. There's a lot of news pretty much to get to here. That yeah, you've got two kids. How, how are you getting to tournaments and I'm getting stuck uh, running errands and going go to the DMV and stuff? Man, you've got uh, this life thing figured out. So not to be too cheesy, and this is why everybody's like, oh, two kids, you don't have any freedom. Uh, I have a wonderful partner and wife who uh, allows me to do those things. You know, she has we we split our time and uh, she supports the career, loves me very much. Wouldn't be able to do it without Isabel. And I'm also saying that kind of loud because she's in the other room. So you know, <laughs> I hope you're hearing this. No, but my uh, no, my wife's great. awesome. That is great. That, yeah, yeah, my wife's is- awesome. Look, you need things like that in life to make the, uh, make these careers work and actually try to watch as many sports as we like to try to watch. Yes, absolutely. And I don't know, did I mention this to you or I do so many different, I'm so popular, uh, but I do so many different radio and like media stuff that I can't remember who I tell these things to. I know how it is. Um, but my kid's starting to watch more sports than me just a little bit, like just a little oh, bit. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. You know, like he's starting to ask the question, who are we rooting for? Which one's there? We go. Team, you know what I mean. So we're we're starting to get into it. Although I will say, there we go. Diego. Just went on a just went on a spiel about how much I love my wife. One of the points of contention is she has tried to like she's like because she's from the Bay Area, right? But she started to get into sports when we started dating, because of course mm-hmm. it's me. And so 
I've been like, well, you're from the area. You should support those teams. Oh, oh darn. Your, your life is terrible. You're, you should be a Giants, Warriors, you know, San Jose 49ers, Sharks and yeah. 49ers fan. Right. Like that should be your bread and butter. And she's really latched onto the 49ers and the Warriors, shockingly enough, because they're good. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I love um, that the Sharks followed that conversation, right? Like, that, that right. is the definitely the prototypical Bay Area person. You're like, oh, you're a big Sharks fan, huh? That's yeah. the first one you jump to. <laughs> um, and uh, But she's tried to convert him to, like, a Bay Area kid. Like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Okay, first off, I did not go through years of suffering as a Clippers and Angels fan since they won the World Series and all that stuff to have an offspring finally and have him turned against me and not suffer with me. So he, he will be, when he starts to get it, he will be an Angels fan. That has been our point of contention. When it comes okay, to I know this is a tangent, but this is interesting because your teams are only your teams because you are truly a Las Vegan through and through. A, you are a local for your entire life. So your rooting interests, you've basically had to pick teams that are outside of Las Vegas. But now we have professional franchises moving here so would you not support the local teams for your children first off incorrect so i, I this is I, I always have to come to clean the record up here every once in a while really okay your, what boy, your boy jonathan von tobel is actually born in santa Ana, california so i am i'm from i like to say southern california <laughs> Because it sounds better. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Now, the Von Tobles have deep family ties out here in Las Vegas. Uh, one of the first 100 families in Las Vegas, blah, blah, blah. We have a junior high or we have a junior high named out, out here. Right. These, are the, these are the Von right. Tobel stats I know. Yes. So when, did, um, when the hell did you move to Vegas? So, I mean, my dad traveled a lot when he was so like my yeah. dad was out here, too, and then traveled a lot in terms of his career and then finally came back and settled in. Um, so, yes, technically, like pretty much am I from Vegas? Yes. But so coming up as a sports fan. I always figured, you know, when you talk to people, oh, I root for the teams to where I'm from or where yeah. I'm born. And so, well, I was born in Santa Ana, California. Let's adopt okay. the SoCal teams. So that's why I'm an Angels fan. It's why I'm a Clippers fan. The Colts fan is the real outlier because the Colts were good when I started to become a sports fan. And so I adopted them. But once I became more mature, I was like, I can't just be picking teams willy nilly. I got to have something tied to my roots. Thus, Clippers and Angels. Okay. You, you know what? I understand your rooting interest far more now. That does make know. sense. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were born there. Okay. Oh yeah, baby. Orange County. That's what the, uh, that's what the birth certificate says. There you go. Like it. I got to find it. My wife's trying to do some weird stuff where she needs the time, exact time of my birth. Something to do with like my moon and. Oh God. I, I love when people ask questions like that. I'm like, I have no clue. I have no clue. I'm lucky. I know what day yeah. I was born on. I've, my parents complained that I never get back to them. So I texted my mom. I said, what time was I born? I got a resounding, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, you're the one that pushed me out. How do you not know? And then I texted my dad. Was it daylight out? Yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> she knows it was at night. That's all it is. Um, and then I texted my dad and I didn't even get a response. So I was like, all right. So, <laughs> he, he got no idea. He's got no idea. My father would have no freaking clue. He doesn't even know what my birthday is. So. I mean, maybe it's because they're relatively like, because this, I experienced this relatively recently. I remember when my kids were born. Diego was born at 258. Demetra was born at 109 a.m. Really? Wow, good for you. Look at look at good husband, good father. We've established that. I'm a terrible co-host. Things we've established in the first five minutes of this pod today. Five minutes in which we are wasting time because we don't have that much. Sorry. Right, so let's get into uh the the news of the cycle. Uh first off, so we always do when we have news, fancy imaging. Let's hit it. All right. Headlines. First up, this is a big one. So Kevin Durant. So there was a lot of speculation that somebody should be fired uh for this. So Kevin Durant the other day in warm-ups before the Phoenix Suns matchup. With the, um, who are they playing? The, was it, it was a home opener from the Thunder. Excuse me. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So before like they said, played the Thunder, you. I didn't help you at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking my brain. Um, so they play the Thunder, and in pregame warmups, it's supposed to be Kevin Durant's home like home debut, which is weird because he'd been. I feel like he's been on the team forever, but he's finally making his debut at home. Yeah. Slips and falls, twists the ankle, and now he is out for the foreseeable future. I think it's what two to three weeks he's going to be reevaluated. Now, initially, everybody was like, fire the towel guy. When you actually watch the full video from a better distance, his ankle just gives out on him. Like, it just twists on yeah. him. So we don't need to fire any towel guys. But I think multiple, this is a bad... Go ahead. So I was just saying, multiple follow-ups. I love the I love the odd reporting of almost this entire story because you're right. You can see the entirety of this. Um, the video, and, I, and I'm going to forget, the person who put, took the best angle of video is a, is, a, is a Suns reporter. And they followed up when I first saw that video, JVT, and I was going to find it because we were going to use it for shows. I, you, you follow, if you follow the timeline of this from reporters that were there, Kevin Durant continued to warm up afterward. So like yeah. they really didn't think it was that big of a deal before he decided not to play on it. And even like teammates, right, have been talking about, well, you know, we don't think it's that that serious. The other, the other one, look, we, uh, I love Woj. I worship at the Church of Woj, right? How the hell do we say in two to three weeks when the Suns themselves are saying that he'll be reevaluated in three weeks? Right. <laughs> I, I think mean, it's bare minimum three weeks, right? Can we not establish that? How am I reading into this differently? I think I would say I would bet my money on three weeks. I also think we, I mean, I guess we kind of understand. I don't know, because Woj is generally connected more to like front office people. So you would understand that like the, the wording would reflect more of the team than anything else. Right. right. Yeah. I just so. thought it was odd seeing that this morning. Yeah. No, you're right. So, all right, so what do we do with Phoenix? So I was on with Gil Alexander and you guys uh, on a numbers mm-hmm. game earlier today. And, uh, you know, Kelly, I got to say, I think I hit it out of the park here. No. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think the way to look at this is is what I kind of talked about, right? Which is, you know, the, Kevin Durant is the new piece here. I yeah. like, There's no real freaking out here if you're the Phoenix Suns. You're just trying to integrate him, right? Like, if, yep. if he's he's hurt, all right, cool. We've got a starting lineup, which is Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Josh Kogi. Um, what's his face? The the forward whose name escapes me at this point right now that starts with a T that I cannot remember for some reason. And DeAndre, I'll get it for you in a second. I don't know why. Tory Craig, Tory Craig, thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Tory. I don't know why I just completely brain farted on your name. But that starting five has a plus nine net rating, an offensive rating of over one twenty. It's a pretty good group. It's an average defensive team, but they started with that five and they were winning like ten out of fourteen games and playing good basketball. Yep. The um. Yeah, I think the other thing with look, they're going to be fine. This it just doesn't matter to the playoff till the playoffs, right? JVT, like this is I, I know people like make that too simple sometimes, but the points that you're laying out is why it doesn't really matter. It's this team, it's this team still playing with the same pieces that have been around for essentially the entirety of the season. Um, you're just adding Kevin Durant, and I've heard a couple of the NBA, a couple of the NBA guys say this on ESPN, and at first it kind of made me upset. Uh, simplifying it this much, but it really is true. It, Kevin Durant is is about as easy as it gets to incorporate into a new team. It, he's not the differences between Kevin, a guy like Kevin Durant and LeBron James is that shooting prowess from the outside makes you so much easier to facilitate an offense, right, and add him into almost no ma- whatever kind of offense you run. If LeBron James, someone more downhill, like Giannis, right, those guys need teams built around them. It, Kevin Durant, it, it's not as important to build an entire roster around him. So, look, I think both short-term, people are probably going to overreact to this, and even long-term, I think that's a it's a sign of the Suns should be able to put this together 
easier than some people may may react to or may may think right now. Mm-hmm. And the betting standpoint of this, and this is this is one of those where I like the way that Gil put it, like because I got too cute with this as well. So the uh, the Suns acquire Kevin Durant. They shoot up to minus one seventy five to win the division. By the way, shout out to the guy who told me two and a half games. They can make that up in their sleep. They still haven't made up the two and a half games. Um, and now you have the Kings as, and rightfully so, the odds on favor to win this division. Now that Kevin Durant gets knocked out of this thing because of a, an ankle injury. And I, I would say this, I mean, I wouldn't sleep on this. It's so weird how things work because you get the shifting of odds. I wouldn't sleep on Phoenix still winning this division, but now you're talking about something that is priced a little bit more in line than what it really should be, right? The Phoenix Suns right now are behind the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento's now with minus 160. Suns are plus 150. So, yes, is two and a half games a larger gap than what we think it is? Absolutely. But that's for a team that was minus 175 to win the division, Kelly. Now that team is plus 150 to win the division, and they still have a starting five that is plus nine when they're on the floor per 100 possessions that has a good amount of possessions underneath its belt. So it's not like it's going to be something you knew you got to break in. I think now is where you're looking to potentially bet the Phoenix Suns to win this division. Because as I said with Gil, and I don't know if you agreed or not, you had your time to bet the Kings, right? The, the Kings right, were yeah. underdogs when they were, you know, when the Suns were minus 175 to win the division. They were underdogs all throughout up until yesterday. And even yesterday, opening up at minus 125 was pretty cheap. But now that this is flipped and we're at where we're at, plus 150 on the Suns, if you haven't get involved in the madness that is specific division, why not? Yeah, it's funny because I, I haven't I haven't really thought about that side of it. I was glad that Gil kind of brought that up this morning. I really thought that hard about that side of it because I was rushing. I was one of those people rushing to get a Kings ticket in yesterday morning. Um, was able to get a bit, a bit of plus 150 on them. Um but severely limited. So I'm like, you know, like I think yeah. if anybody, anybody has a plus, if they, at anybody at any point who's bet the Kings to win this division, because people have been talking about this for a few weeks, a few months, right. Of, of, Hey, like this is a team who's first in this division, who's plus money. Like, is this not a bet that makes sense? I know Will Hill's been all over it for the past month or so. Um, I think if you're in that type of position and you were able to get more money down than I was able to, because I got severely limited, then I think I think it makes complete sense to come in on Phoenix on the other side of this at, at a plus price um, and kind and kind of hedge off your position just to, at least just a little bit because I do think there is a good chance, like you're talking about, that Phoenix could go out there and still win this division. I think personally, if I didn't have a bet at all, JVT, I'd probably be staying away at this point. I, I think this is now priced pretty correctly uh, for me. Um, I would need to see longer odds on Phoenix uh, bef- uh, to to bet, make that bet. The one thing to keep in mind, though, is this is there's two games left between these two teams. Correct. So this can change, you know, the, the, as far as these division standings and who is leading this, right? All it takes is those two games for this to completely change where they're at right now. Yep, and one and one on each court. So the first one's going to come up actually this weekend uh, when you and I are off the air. But it's at six p.m. Kings on the road against the Phoenix Suns. Then they will meet in their final regular season game Friday, March twenty fourth. That will be in Sacramento. So the the Suns will get their first crack at this. They'll be at home, likely still be favored over Sacramento. Yeah. So you know, again, if you're in the realm of like playing around with this, you bet. The Phoenix Suns to win the division. They, you know, probability would tell you maybe they win that game against the Phoenix Suns. Then we go, or excuse me, the Sacramento Kings, we go from there. But it is a fascinating race. And now that Kevin Durant's out, and I do wonder, Kelly, big picture wise now, too, as we're bringing it back to like implementing Kevin Durant, 
Yeah. You know, I think you said it really well on the pod on Wednesday, I think it was. So we'll use your phrasing again. I, I think this team is one transaction cycle away from actually being like legitimately good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would not be running to go and bet them to win this thing. I think while you can plug Kevin Durant in almost any system, I, we saw Dallas and others are now starting to do this where they're just like, all right, screw it. You and Devin Booker combine for 100, dude. If you can do it, then we'll lose to you. But right. we'll just play you one up on each. You know, we'll put our best defender that we can on you guys. But we're not doubling you. We're not trying to get the ball out of your hands. You guys can go mano a mano each possession down the floor. And you know what? And if Josh, you know, we're going to make sure that Josh Akogi and Torrey Craig and Chris Paul don't beat us. And on the other end, we're going to go after your weak links on defense. It includes Chris Paul. And that's mm-hmm. how we're going to play you guys. And I think in best of seven series, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for him. Yeah, I think that the, I mean, look, I think that it's, there's, there's a difference between needing to build around a player like I was talking about before and just add quality pieces, right? This team is just, they're just not very deep with quality pieces, I think, but, you know, offensively or defensively, once you get past, you know, those first four names, basically. Um, So I I think, I think that's going to be tough. The one, the, the one that, I know you you and I have been asked a million times over, especially over the past three, four months, what's going to happen in the Western Conference? What's going to happen in the Western Conference? The one I'm starting to turn on a bit, JVT, is, and this is where I was probably a little wishy-washy with that Kings versus Suns answer, because I'm I'm starting to become the guy of, look, there are question marks on almost every single one of these teams in the Western Conference. Significant question marks. Why am I skin why are we gonna so opposed to giving any credit to the two teams, the Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings that have consistently got it done all season long in the West. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, we, it's like we're, everybody's looking for an excuse to hate on both of those teams or to not give them any chance at all. And do I think, do, look, do I think the Nuggets have a much better chance of going further than the Kings? Yes, I do. Do I think mm-hmm. the Kings are going to make it to a Western Conference final? Probably not. But I'm not completely discounting them either because they have looked good for the entirety of a season and it's not stopping, right? Yeah. To your point about the guy who tweeted us about the making up the two and a half games. Well, it hasn't happened yet. You know, they're still leading in that division. They're still near the tops in the Western Conference, no matter how much people want to hate on this team. I don't know why I'm going to suddenly jump to, you know, like, there are a lot of teams that you and I think have potential. Like the Suns, but sorry, even the Suns fall in that category of we haven't seen it yet. We haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Maybe it's going to happen, but I'm not going to completely discount these two teams that actually have gotten it done from the start to the end of the season. So discount is the strong word, but here's the thing, right? So you're, I think you're right about Denver. The problem, the, the people, because I've actually gotten asked this quite a bit already, right? Even at the Mount West Conference Tournament, one of the local newscasters I was talking to out here in Vegas, mm-hmm. he was asking me because I had the Kings game up on my laptop while we were watching the UNLV game yesterday. By the way, I don't know if you saw the ending to that regulation thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Well, yep. I was sitting right in the corner, right where that shot was hit. That was incredible to watch. People <laughs> who didn't see it, just look up UNLV and Boise State, um, over, you know, Shane Noel. It's a freaking ridiculous shot. Anyway, so he asked me, he's like, because we're watching the Kings play the Knicks, and he's like, why is that team 80-1 to to win the NBA Finals? And it's the same answer, Kelly, and this is where I think we get a little unfair. Yes, the Kings have been performing very well in this regular season, but the Kings, if you want more respect, don't be 25th in defense. That's the problem, right? That is why nobody takes the Kings seriously as a title defender. Their offense is good, or title contender. Their offense is good enough to win anything. They are the best. How about this? We'll put it this way. 
They are the best offense in the NBA in non-garbage time. That has been a fact. Cleaning the glass has them up to number one. They're averaging 119.6 points per 100 possessions. That is great. That is the best mark in the league and nearly a full point better than the second best team in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets. You want to know what the problem is? The Nuggets outscore their opponents by nearly five points every 100 possessions. The Kings only outscore their opponents by two and a half points every 100 possessions. So you have the best offense in the league and you're in one possession games, essentially, every 100 possessions because you cannot defend. And I think that is why, like, I get it. You want to be the team that everybody's like, why don't they believe in them? Defend. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm with you. And I think that's the, look, if this was set up like, you know, how the NFL playoffs are, then hell yeah, you'd take that 81 ticket on, on the Sacramento Kings, right? right? Could they win any one game? For sure they could. They're going to win a best of seven series. Yes, I'm with you. The defense is, that's where they're going to suffer. I think, I'm just going to say, JVT, I think there's going to be a lot of people that will be running to bet against them in whatever round one opponent they have. I think there might well, actually be some value on the Kings side of things there. I agree. Once and we, I even once we get beyond that, I think that's where we're talking. Okay. We're I think we're we're talking past their ceiling. Oh, absolutely. So, like, for example, like, you know, I don't know if you're a Reddit guy, but I enjoy Reddit, right? No. And and so like I I'm on the Reddit, the, the Clippers Reddit, because you know, mm-hmm. I'm a Clippers fan. And like every post is like, please give us the Kings in the first round. And I'm like, I don't know what you like guys <laughs> right. are you guys and gals are thinking. Because a first-round series for the Clippers, do I think they'd be able to get out of there? Sure. But do I think that's got like seven-game series written all over it and that's going to be a pain in the ass for the Clippers? Absolutely. So to Mm -hmm. your point, Kelly, like a plus-whatever games in a best-of-seven series, whoever they run into in that first round, Mm -hmm. and depending on if they're favored or not, like, no, I think they're going to be an extremely tough out. I don't want to say that they're going in there and getting swept. I just don't think that like they deserve the – what's the word I'm looking for? the hesitancy by the mainstream in terms of believing in them because of the way they defend. Because they're defense, defense. sure. Yep. yep. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, so with that, there's a couple of other things we wanted to hit really quickly. I will give you the floor. I'll give you the choice since you're on the tight schedule. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Defense Player of the Year? Do you want to talk about Luka Doncic and his injury? What do you got? What do you want? Man, well, Defensive Player of the Year, I think we'll get we'll, – let's get more into that on Monday and, and tomorrow. We'll be hosting a show together on okay. uh, on Vison. We should note really quickly for our audience, the, can you tell our audience at least the the odds that we've seen this shift? Because it does seem there is a hesitancy to really give this thing to Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, over at DraftKings, Jaron Jackson Jr. continues to fall minus 120. Now he's back to Brooke Lopez, even money, got Bam out of bio, 8-1, to one. Giannis 14-1. to one. Uh, Mobley 18 to one Claxton then at 40 to one. So really jumps from there. I, I, I know you and I will break this down further. Cause I think you, I think you, we, the, both of us have interest in guys outside the top two. At least I do. I, I actually think there might be some value further down that board. So we'll, we'll hit that a little bit later. Look, Luka Doncic. I don't know. Is there much more, much, much to say about that? Do you think there there's much there? Like uh, it, it's, he's going to be okay. Right. Like he's going to probably miss a few games, but you know, the MRI came back clean. So I think he's going to be fine moving forward. That's just, a, that's another team, man. Like, I think you laid it out well. It's fine. Kyrie, Luca, you guys do whatever you want. Like, we're not, you, you know what I mean? We're, we'll, if, yeah. you can, if you can put up 100 points a night, we're probably going to lose. But good luck with that, right? Yep. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the, uh, 
the official news, and I'm going to pull this up so I can give the official wording to everybody because uh, we want to get that out there. Uh, but uh, the MRI is clean, as you mentioned. No damage. Return to the lineup will come as the discomfort allows him. Doncic also told right. the media that he's been kind of pushing it uh, a little bit, then then a little bit more than he should. So we'll so, see if yeah, that's going to so, be the case. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading into it more this morning. It it sounds like it sounds like it is just a pain tolerance thing for him. However, yeah. however, it should be noted. It sounds it sounds like from Luca himself, he's been in a fair amount of pain. And it sounds like he shouldn't have been playing on it. So, I mean, I think if you're a, if you're a Mavs backer uh, out there long term, I think you kind of want him missing a few games here and taking some time off. Um, well, when you have, let's see, where do we add to right now for him this year? Forty. So, forty two percent of forty two percent usage for him. I think you need to take a break. Yeah, yeah, take a break. Let's get you. Uh, let's get you rested. Man, it is it is crazy though how bunched together those teams still are in the West. I mean, Absolutely. you are you are talking from the Clippers in the five seed at this current moment from the Clippers in the five seed all the way down to the Blazers in the thirteen seed, a three game separation. That is incredible. And we and we should know too here. So there's there's another bit of news that we would we need to hit on, and we should give a team credit. So first off, um, the New Orleans Pelicans, your darling, the team that you I saw a tweet the other day where it was just a bunch of letters from you. <laughs> Uh, and that was it. The report, of course, Zion Williamson out at least another two weeks with this hamstring issue. And this stinks because Zion Williamson is a really good player. Yeah. And we never really get to see him on the floor for continued stretches. It, it, like, I guess the good thing is that these don't seem to be major injuries or soft tissue injuries and little things like that. But at the same time, I mean, when every update we get is an extension of the timeline, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but this yeah. is a Pelicans team that is now falling apart at the seams. It's him. It's Jose Alvarado. It's Larry Nance Jr. CJ McCollum's production has fallen off of a cliff or mm -hmm. even worse, whatever that is. He's just been zapped. The Monstars came around and just took everything from him. This team is now all of a sudden, I mean, they went from a team, Kelly, that we talked about, right? When fully put together, they are a, a sneaky kind of threat to kind of do something here where they're hanging on for dear life and they're only a half game ahead of Utah and uh, a full game ahead of Oklahoma City for that tenth seed. Yep. Yeah. It's it's look. I I think if you're the Mavericks, you need Luca to take a few games off, but while constantly having your eye on these standings, but still, I I think you need him to take take some time. The Pelicans, there's no more time left. Like you know, what I mean that, and that's why that kind of <laughs> I tweeted the way I tweeted where it's we've been waiting so long for a Zion update, and then you get that kind of update, and it's like, man, what. Why would you expect him back anytime soon? And he, this team is desperate to have him back. I mean, it is like you're talking about. What we saw from this team at the beginning of the season, they looked like a team that could be competing in the Western Conference for uh, for a trip to the NBA Finals. What you see now is a shell of the, of the team that you saw earlier in the year. And how much of that has to do with Zion Williamson, it's, it looks more, more and more every day like his impact overall on that team was even more than we thought it was. So, man, I, he he needs to get back on a court. But, man, like, I, st I still think there's too much talent on that team. You know, kind of what you just brought up. They shouldn't be losing some of the games they're losing. They, they, there's there's oh. kind of no excuse for some of this. I, I mean, like you're talking about, C.J. McCollum, what happened, man? Like, you did. You dropped off a cliff. So, uh, there's a lot of young talent on this team that I thought was going to continue to develop. And, you know, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, those kind of guys that look, they look so special at times. And... It, it, there's, there's part of the reason why I liked them so much. JVT was that depth, and w when you have depth that is supposed to be good, 
you should be able to carry a team for a while through a star's injury, and they've not been able to do that. They've fallen apart since Zion basically has been out of the lineup. Yep. And uh, to give you an idea, too, CJ McCollum this year, um, when he's on the floor, their net rating gets worse by 3.8 points every 100 possessions. Defensively, they give up about 5.5 more points per 100 possessions uh, with him on the floor. <laughs> so he's not contributing defensively. And he's never been like a good defender, but he's been a right. solid team defender. He's never been. There's only been three other times in his career where he's been a negative on the floor defensively. We'll put it that way. And this yeah. is by far his worst year. So he's completely lost his step. You mentioned it. The depth, the defense has not been the same. It's also been in, uh, been banged up itself. Injuries have really hit this team pretty hard. So let me ask you in this this frame, what percent chance would you give them to make the playoffs? Oh, man. Um, with all those teams jumbled as is, I think it's – and then, okay, I think they are still in the play-in tournament, but then making it past the teams that might be in the play-in tournament, that's going to be tough. I will give them a 15% chance of making the playoffs. 15% chance. So you can yep. lay minus 194 – or a 66% chance that they miss the playoffs. I, I yeah. think anything under $2 is actually kind of a play there. I, I So like that's where my... I love that you just set me up with that kind of question because it's where my head and heart disagree, right? Yeah. The, the head says, yes, absolutely. Like you just said, then I should be betting that. I don't want to bet it though. <laughs> because, because think about this. And again, we, we keep bringing this up, but it's very much worth reiterating. If Golden State falls, because right now they are tied in the loss column with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I have to look up the tiebreakers, but Golden State, Mavericks. Minnesota, Dallas, yep, are all 34 and 33. If Golden State falls into the seven seed, you're talking about a West play in that the Pelicans have to get out of that is Golden State, Dallas, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. And yeah. and let's say in two weeks, I mean, let's and the say the Clippers even, could be in there. Right. Let's get and Kelly, let's give them the most positive outlook. Let's say in two weeks they say Zion's good. He's going to come back like four days before the NBA postseason begins. We're we're going to be we're thinking that Zion's going to be the same guy right away in a high stakes play in game that's winner take all on the road so, against either the Lakers or the Mavericks. So that's the problem, right? Well, we're talking about we're talking about, like we just talked about with the Kings, right? Of okay, it's different. There's a difference between one game and a seven game series. It's right. the same thing here, right? Where the if you were telling me, I would I will make a bet, JVT, on the Pelicans to win the Western Conference, again, if if they make it through that play-in tournament. But you can't do it before that because of everything you're saying. You're, mm -hmm. you're expecting way too much out of them to make it into that play-in tournament and then be co cohesive enough to get through that and then into the playoffs for, for at least betting on them now. If, if I see it happen, then okay, maybe I, I'll actually be convinced to make a bet on them. Yeah, and kudos out here in Las Vegas, Boyd, because they are tied to the hip with uh, FanDuel. So they have uh, these all these teams that are up. I wanted to hit on – actually, this just came down three hours ago, so I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I don't know if you guys saw this on a numbers game. Yeah. So we did get a, uh, a medical announcement here from – when did this come out? Let's see. Yeah, okay. Steven Adams is done for the rest of the regular season, it looks like. So th this is – it would be, uh, it was detailed yesterday. It's a PCL sprain and the Grizzlies came out with the PR thing. The way it was phrased, it was a, by the way, you know, a couple more weeks, whatever it is, uh, four weeks, he's done for the rest of the regular season. And the Grizzlies, I don't, we don't have to spend too much time on this because now you got to go, but yeah. worth reiterating that Steven Adams is not going to be available for a while. Well, and I, and I think from you, you broke it down so great earlier in the year when, or earlier in the year, it wasn't even that long ago when he first went out of just how much this could affect them offensively and defensively. 
And I think it does. I, I think it puts way more pressure on Jaron Jackson Jr. on the defensive side of things, which we've seen, at least in the odds-wise, right, that his odds start to come back down. Um, and then offensively, you always brought up Steven Adams as that screen center. That's going to be a big deal, like, especially when you get into the playoffs. That's going to be a massive uh, massive thing in the, in, in the, in the playoffs that they are going to be missing out on. I wanted to get cute really quick. Let me see. No, I'm not going to do this. I was rushing to see. It was like, how many games are they out of the play-in? You know what I mean? Like, let's go. Let's let's try to get froggy here a little bit with the Memphis. Oh, yeah. They are. uh, Oh, they're six six games out. Six games, yeah. They're not going to miss the play-in. I don't don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening. But, but but, you know, the point you're trying to make, like we did at the beginning of this pod, they are one of several teams in the West that have big, big Here's- question marks on them that I'm sorry, don't get cocky and confident with me about any of one of these teams, basically. We'll get you out of here on this. This would be an awesome prop to bet. This would be, I want, I would love to see the action on this. How about this for a bet for you, Kelly? Yeah. Kings versus Grizzlies. Who is more probable to get eliminated in the first round? Grizzlies. Because. Right, because I yeah. I think a lot of people immediately would go Kings, but I I would not sleep on the Grizzlies so, being that team, especially here, if they the get. You huh. could flip it. You could flip it. Word it that way. It's the Grizzlies. Word it this way. Who makes it further in the NBA yep. playoffs? Grizzlies or the Kings? It's still the Grizzlies. Right. Right. Yeah. It's the the Grizzlies are the answer to both because I I think I there's a, I think there's a chance they lose in that first round, but I don't think the Kings are getting through multiple rounds of the playoffs. I think they're both done in the first round. How about that? Uh, all right. <laughs> Kelly's got to go. Uh, Department of Motor Vehicles is calling. Kelly, we yeah. appreciate it. Um, again, like, rate, review, subscribe to everything that we have to offer here. Um, but like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. But VEASAN.com, that's where I was going to go. Uh, everything we have to offer, including great Major League Baseball write-ups. We're getting closer to the season. I've got to go finish up an extremely stressful fantasy baseball draft. Um, <laughs> it's a keeper league. I'm drafting all young guys. So uh, really, really, I don't know. It's going to be a chaotic year. I can't wait to lose money and sweat over this for six months, whatever it is. Kelly, talk to you on Saturday, buddy. Awesome, man. Talk to you tomorrow. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. 
This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.